Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters. In 100 meters. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today i have my good friend shannon joining me who is an everyday canadian homeschooler just like you and she lives close to me here in central ontario and she has six kids Shannon, what can you add to that introduction? Tell me about your family and your homeschooling journey. Hi, Rowan. Thank you so much for uh, asking me to talk with you today. I am a mom of six. However, I've only homeschooled five. I've been homeschooling for about 10 years, actually just over 10 years now. So, oh my goodness. Congratulations. And thank you. <laughs> I believe that a long time ago that the Lord has spoken to me and called me, so to speak, to teach my children just right from the get-go in the way that they should go. Just like a soldier being trained to before they go off to war, I want my children to be prepared before entering our world. I feel that God is the main focus of our life, and I want that to be evident in everything that they're learning and uh, wanting them to grow up with a godly perspective and a, and a godly worldview. So basically, since you started homeschooling, you've had toddlers in the mix, haven't you? Because when you were homeschooling your older one, you had the next batch down and then the next batch down. So you've pretty much always had toddlers in the mix. What are some of the biggest challenges that you face when you're juggling teaching school and these little characters I like to call them okay well toddlers and homeschooling oh my goodness well they don't mix with our perfect perception of how our days will go that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) they are very demanding and wanting their way and they want it now Um, they're very (laughs) self-centered wanting your full attention all the time so that makes that in fact just to be the biggest challenge ever Um, keeping them busy and quiet during school is a real challenge even when we're just whether it be teaching or doing read-alouds us as moms seem to uh, have this expectation of how our homeschooling day is going to be and it's not always like that it's actually definitely never like that with a toddler (laughs) would you say that you're a very structured kind of homeschooler or would you say you're more of an unschooler kind of free-form homeschooler how would you describe your homeschooling style so I like to be structured I feel especially at the beginning of the school year I have these great expectations and I have a vision that I want our days and what they're to look like however having toddlers in the mix it is never as I want it or think it is going to be so that's an expectations that 
are not what they are. So can you give, maybe without mentioning any names, to protect the guilty or innocent, <laughs> could you share maybe one example of, of, you know, an incident or something that's happened with your toddlers in your homeschooling day that's maybe thrown everything off or that's just an example of, you know, one of the challenges. I mean, we could have some listeners who have not yet experienced toddlers in their homeschool or maybe they have the perfect toddler like my best friend had when I was homeschooling. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. So could you just give us some examples just to let the listening moms know they are not alone and their children aren't the only ones that are little characters? So I don't think it's, well, it's not always just the toddlers, but so it can can be the older children with the toddlers in the mix as well. So for me, uh, devotion morning time uh, around the couch is one of my favorite moments with my children. I have a vision again, uh, expecting them all to be sitting nice and quiet and ready to pray and uh, open God's word and just hear what God is going to say to us. In the mix, I have children laying all over the couch. There's somebody kicking somebody else. There's whining, and then somebody has to go to the bathroom. And so it just, it's constant interruptions, and it gets very discouraging because I feel like that moment with God is lost. So um, it's just, you know, and I I know that God is, is just probably looking down and smiling because here we are just trying to embrace the moment with him and me and my my visions so to speak that uh that they just they get lost and at some moments it, it can be very frustrating but I just have to stop and pray and remember what we're doing and why we're doing it so and I have to say you probably don't want me to say this but you know, you're doing very well. When I was talking with your kids earlier, they were sharing their scripture memory verses. And even your little three-year-old could do quite a few verses. So you feel like the moment's getting lost, but it's in the big picture, right? It's not getting lost. Yeah, it's a constant, yeah. To be to be honest, like sometimes it will blow me away with the things that they actually are retaining. It's it's a nice thought to think that I think that I'm feeling, but I'm not. So it's, uh, they're, they're blessed. Yeah, I would say if we're really honest, we all feel like we're failing at one time or another or all the time. It's just something as women, we kind of carry that around with us. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I think that the enemy out there is wanting us to feel shameful and that we're not doing our best and that we're not right yeah not measuring up to God's standards or even our own standards and that little voice in the back of our head can certainly do a number if we allow it to so it's good to stay grounded and remember what uh, Christ is asking of us and what we're doing now you mentioned our standards and you mentioned God's standards do you think sometimes we have standards that are way higher than the standards God is actually putting on us for our homeschool Like, do you think that he has quite the rigid schedule that we have or (laughs) the expectations? You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess if I'm honest in my homeschool, I probably put, you know, human standards that I made up that I was expecting more from the children or myself than God was probably expecting of me. Do you have any thoughts about that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that we, yeah, that, that we do have different expectations of what God is expecting. I think God is just probably happy that we are committed to our children that we're wanting to share God's love with them and it's not so much about who's sitting properly and who's paying full attention to everything that we're saying just that we're together we're showing love we're speaking of of God's love and 
that we are teaching our children about him and really focusing in on what what we what we are here for as a family and and as parents so definitely our expectations of what every single day is supposed to look like i don't think at all is what anything what god is expecting our days to look like so i think we're far too hard on ourselves for sure yeah i definitely know that i have been we sort of sometimes talk about toddlers as being an interruption to our school plans but um there are actually i think some benefits to the family that, you know, oftentimes family is all divided up into different age categories and with homeschooling the older kids and the toddlers are together and have you thought of some benefits maybe that um, you can see in how the different age levels are interacting? Yeah, so my children, although I have six of them, I have only homeschooled five. But uh, they have a huge range in age. Uh, my oldest is 23. The youngest is eight, four now. So there's a huge gap between them all. But um, one of the benefits I've found is that they seem not to have a, an issue playing or interacting with each other. And they don't have any uh, judgment uh, as far as, you know, like they're not discriminative of, of age. So it doesn't matter whether we're in the house or whether they're at church or on the playground. Uh, my oldest boy will go play with uh, somebody who is half his age, where I think in the world it may be seen as a different thing altogether that they wouldn't even hang out or play with, you know, a four-year-old, where I have a 14-year-old boy who has no problem sitting down playing with his four-year-old sister. So it's just that part of homeschooling is great. So um, it also leaves a lot of room, I think, for the older ones to be amazing mentors to their younger siblings. They have opportunities where they wouldn't have normally in school or anywhere really and I think too you know it's good preparation for being a parent if you have some experience with younger younger ones right so yep and I even talked to my boys my, my boys are the older ones at the moment here and I I feel that um, I'm preparing them to be great husbands to looking after their little sisters and treating them with gentleness and kindness. And so not only are we teaching them about academics, but we're also teaching them how to be godly men and uh, husbands just by being surrounded by these little angels of girls. So, yeah, (laughs) that's cool. So what practical ideas or helpful tips, what things have you found in your experience are some good practical ways to homeschool with toddlers? So even though we all start out with a plan or most of us start out with a plan anyway and great expectations, um, having a plan is a great idea, but also expecting disasters to happen is probably a great thing as well. A great idea that I had uh, last year was to get specific totes uh, set up for each day of the week, um, labeled Monday through Thursday or Friday regarding, you know, depending on how many days of school we did. But I would just put um, specific toys in for my youngest child and they could be learning toys, blocks, they could be beading, it could be coloring pages, puzzles, matching games, and even just sensory bins that uh, would keep her occupied. And she would only get that one bin, say on Monday, and that in the following week it would rotate through. So she would look forward to Monday's bin and, you know, different bins. And those were the bins, or sorry, those were the toys that she could only play during school time hours. So that helped out a lot. And uh, I already had it all planned out, what she was going to do as soon as we opened her bin. I was able to leave her 
while I was able to do some work with my older children. That's a really practical idea and good for you. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like we should talk a little bit about your youngest, who is the apple of my eye, I would have to say, because I like those sparkly (laughs) children. And I had one very similar to that. Just give a couple of examples of the things that make her special. We won't mention names here or anything like that, but just because there's someone listening out there that maybe has a child that is similar. And I would say with mine, I would have to send her out to jump on the trampoline at regular (laughs) intervals during school when she got older. So do you just want to share maybe a bit about her personality? Because different kids have different personalities and that affects how it affects your homeschool and how, how you manage that child. So... Can you share with us? Absolutely, yes. She is a she's a special girl. She's very outgoing, very high strung personality. She needs to be involved with absolutely everything. She has a lot of energy, afraid of nothing. So she is my child who will be crawling up the bookcase if I don't watch her. You know, watch her. Um, Literally. Literally, yes. (laughs) And she will fear not of anything. So um, we do have actually a little trampoline downstairs (laughs) that she can sing her ABCs on and she can bounce up and down on that. But to give her lots of time outside and just to keep her occupied for during school hours and then you can send them outside or just get rid of some energy as much as she can. But yeah, we've had some, some experiences where she's just very, very active and it can be draining, but we just have to take a big breath pray and sometimes lock yourself in the bathroom with with a a good devotional or just and I mean literally lock because the hands come underneath the door and she will find you (laughs) but (laughs) but um it can be just breathe and you know talking about older siblings as well so that's a great thing that I found with my older siblings is if I just need a break and I'm just finding that it's just way too much and I need a time out I can say you know what can you please sit down with your sister and read her a book and just take over for a couple of minutes while I just kind of regroup my thoughts and just get some energy back and just feel at a, a better place. Thank you. Yeah, that's so great. Do you have any words of encouragement for the mom out there listening who is juggling multiple ages? Maybe some encouragement that you would have loved <laughs> to receive <laughs> from someone else. I'm still I'm still here, but um, because I think this is my last toddler, so I feel a little bit more prepared than I did, say, f- you know, 10 years ago where I was just starting out with all these toddlers. Just to remind ourselves that this is only a season. Just try to embrace it. Remind ourselves that it's not a bad thing. You know, what we're, we can just do our best pray pray a lot I feel that for me morning devotions just to get up even 20 minutes before the kids do grab your coffee and just to start each day with the Lord feeling you know he can fill us with with his strength and his gentle reminders of who he wants us to be in that day it actually really helps I find it you know it helps my attitude it helps me to set the atmosphere off in the morning and I think homeschooling is all about a good day is all about the atmosphere so if we have you know a bad attitude and we're we're getting up and we're feeling a little bit grumpy or whatever that morning devotion that quiet time with the Lord can really just change things like 360 degrees I also think to take breaks like just to be graceful to yourself and be be forgiving because you know what we're gonna mess up not to be too hard not to be a perfectionist you know stop looking at the laundry and the dust that's on the furniture remember you know that's not really what the kids are gonna remember 
that they're going to remember you snuggling up on the couch with them, reading them that story, doing that puzzle with them. Um, I also found, yeah, keeping a journal of Thanksgiving, you know, and milestones that you've been a part of with your children. When you're feeling discouraged, you can sit back and you can flip back through that. And um, it's just a really good thing that you can say, wow, you know what, I'm not really... You know, I'm not a failure. I've had some great times. And oh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, I remember that. And it just, it really helps us to keep going and not to get discouraged. And again, just, you know, I think it's good too to at the beginning of your homeschool journey to make a goal, kind of like a, a vision, right, a vision statement for your family, why you're doing it, and then to get it out and look at it. And it's just such an awesome reminder of why you're doing that because days can just get muddled up together and we lose our vision completely. And uh it can destroy your happiness if you let it. So it's, it's hard work, but it's also really rewarding. Thanks for that. So we actually do have a printable on our resource page of our website at canadahomeschools.com. You can just download that free printable and it gives you some questions to go over with your partner about uh, why you're homeschooling and what you want your vision to be. And then it gives you some word choices as well that you can use in crafting your statement. And then there's also a page that has pretty little botanical frame around it so that you can put your vision statement in there and print it off put it in a frame and hold it before your eyes so even though this episode is focused on homeschooling with toddlers you have recently added some home-based business to your home school can you tell us a little bit about it as a plug or <laughs> I don't know. No. Yes. no um well yes I've started a, a little a home-based business or the beauty industry I should guess I should say it's just eye extensions from home and so I have clients come in here and I pamper them and I help them feel their very best so that's about it yeah so those eyelash extensions are great I've had Shannon do mine actually before my daughter's wedding and I have the shortest and blondest eyelashes that anyone has ever seen who does eyelashes, apparently. So I do recommend it. So on my profile picture, you'll see a picture of me with my glasses on and kind of a rust-colored shirt. And the reason why my eyes actually look like you can actually see my eyes is because Shannon did lash extension for me. And that's the only reason. I love it because then I don't have mascara, like, turning me into raccoon eyes. Yeah, just... Just uh, get in contact with us if you are in the area close to Barrie, Ontario, and we can get you scheduled in with Shannon for some lash extensions because, you know, curriculum is expensive. So I just wanted to her to have a chance to throw that out there. And maybe sometime in the future, we can talk together about bringing in income and homeschooling. So that's a whole topic that we all need to talk about. So at the end of every episode, we have what I call the home stretch. Do you like that play on word? <laughs> yes, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You're humoring me so well. These are some questions that we're just going to give quick questions, quick answers, and there's going to be lots of value in there for our listeners. So the first one is, what has been your worst homeschool moment? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to say probably... I think it was last year. It was actually the first day of school. So I was preparing and preparing for, of course, probably a month and a half before we actually had our first day of school, getting the best curriculum I could find for each particular child. Our first day of school was horrible. I mean, it was, we started off with trying to do devotions. I had toddlers screaming and people complaining and arguing. And it was, I was horrified. I was just like, what is happening? I felt very, very disappointed. So I was just, we had a lot of, yeah, the, the 
just the children were, were fighting and complaining and I was just feeling drained. I was like, you know what? I can't do this. And I was listening to the wrong voice and I'm like, okay, kids, we're going to school. So I packed them all in the van and I'm and they're all crying and I'm like, I can't do this. And they were crying and I was crying. But at the same time, I was, I was listening to the wrong voice. I'm texting my husband. I'm going, taking the kids to the, to school and he's texting me back. And so it was horrible. I mean, I literally sat in the van. They were all crying. I was crying. My husband was texting me. I, however, I did not take them to school, but it did not make our first day of school something to remember (laughs) well I guess it did make it to something to remember but it wasn't a very pleasant a pleasant day (laughs) and thank you for sharing that because I asked this question because you know we can have our our Pinterest perfect you know things online we can have our Facebook highlight reel and not our like real blooper reel which is really what our life can be like sometimes and so I want that on there because I just want the listeners to know that they're so not alone right that we we may be on a podcast about homeschooling but we are having days like that on occasion as well ourselves and what would you say has been your best homeschool moment um I guess I would say seeing a a a child who has struggled with a particular subject, uh, I'm going to say reading. I have a, a child who really had a hard time reading. He just wasn't getting it. He wasn't just, he was really having a hard time. We persevered and we found some different curriculum that that I found to be along his, his learning style. And you know what? It just clicked and I could see him, his confidence get better and he just became a great reader. And I felt, you know, like I, I, I was a part of that. I, I helped these, these children read. I helped him get through a, a time that was really difficult for him. And I got to see him get through that. And yeah, and it was, it, that was really great for me. I felt really good about that. So it's really satisfying to teach your own children how to read. I remember when I finished teaching all my kids to read, I didn't want to get rid of the reading curriculum. And I had like this sense of loss of like, wait, is that the last child that I will ever teach to read? Maybe my grandchildren will need me to teach them to read and I wouldn't get rid of that learning to read curriculum. So the next question on the home stretch, if you could go back and do things differently, what would you change in your homeschool? I don't know if I would change anything because everything, well, actually I would change something, sorry. As far as curriculum and things like that, I've learned lots through the years. So I think I've had to go through those sort of changes to realize what works for me. I have not yet found my niche or, or, you know, what really works for our family. Um, it's such a learning experience. I think it changes from year to year, to be honest. But I think if I was to do something differently, it would. I think it would have to. I would have to focus more on me time to take care of myself. Um, burnout is real. Like it is a real thing. I tell you, um, to give myself more grace and to realize that you know what, I don't have to have it all under control. I don't need to have a clean house. I don't need to have a perfect school day. I don't need to have all my papers marked or, or even my kids dressed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Their hair combed. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it's just a learning curve like day to day and just to give ourselves just grace and just to love yourself and just to, to take care of you because if, if you're not feeling good, if you're not up to your, your best, you have nothing else to give to your children or to your husband. Yeah, I think that's really, really important just to give yourself take breaks yeah I agree with that it's like put on your own oxygen masks right so that you can save the person next to you 
Yeah, I agree. And what is one resource that you would recommend and why? So you said you hadn't quite found what you feel is like your perfect curriculum or perfect resource, but what's one that has worked for you? Or maybe you could share what curriculum helped your reader that was having a challenge to uh, break through and and to click with reading, maybe that would be a good idea of a suggestion. As of lately, I've actually found a lot of things on the internet. So I am, I wasn't really at first thinking that I would use a lot of the internet, but the more I am searching on it, I'm finding all these free resources. And I'm like, wow, why did I spend money on that book when I could have just, you know? So, and there's a lot of great stuff out there. I mean, obviously you have to use your discernment and of what fits in with your lifestyle and, and, and you know, what you're wanting to teach and things like that. But yeah, I would have to say the internet, um, it's free. There's Pinterest out there. That's can be, it's very addicting though. I mean, you have to really, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Yes. Other than that, the only thing I can think of is actually God's word, right. And just spending time and, and, and that thing. What advice would you give to someone who's just starting out homeschooling? Like everything is ahead of them. The curriculum choices are overwhelming. What advice would you give someone just starting out? I would say to take your time, um, just to remember that homeschooling is challenging for sure, especially if you have to- uh, toddlers, but it's ever so rewarding. I would just, I would think to, to, to get a good home schooling group some some support uh, whether that be through friends or through your church or whatever and um, just reach out to people yes we don't need to homeschool in isolation right and I think you touched on it a little bit when you talked about um, self-care and maybe what you would do differently but if you could leave the listeners with one word of encouragement what would you say I would say to be kind to yourself Uh, you're gonna have bad days it's not easy uh, looking back, I would never change anything. It's it's a learning curve. It's a learning process for everyone involved, including myself. As my children are learning, I'm learning as well. Um, I, if it's not, I'm learning from the book. God's teaching me something to, to work on with my parenting skills or even something that he's wanting to change in me. For that, I, I think it's it's just basically just to be kind to yourself, that things aren't going to be perfect, but they're ever so rewarding. And just to remember the big picture of everything. That's great. Thank you so much for joining me, Shannon. And thank you so much for listening. Happy homeschooling, Canada. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others to find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!